welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points podcast. Tuesday morning, Cousin Sal coming at you. This is our first one of the year. My God, I hope we do more. Like I said, Cousin Sal here, spaghetti and meatballs, working the knobs, babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess, and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Martin Weiss, and a somber, melancholy Dave Damashek. <clears throat> Shek, your Steelers won 26-14. It was a classic game. I'm going to let you reflect on what it meant to you in the city of Pittsburgh. Go ahead, Shek. Martin, we have to let him have his moment. This is it. No, I'll... Uh, All right, so I'll see you in half an hour. No, no, listen. <laughs> my comments will be brief. I look forward okay. to um, make sure you're on the lookout for minus three, where we'll also do a deep dive on the Steelers, the Browns, and the rest of the AFC North with uh, with Browns fan supreme Mark Sessler. But, I'll, I'll you know, Cliff's notes it for you. I don't think there's anything somber or melancholy. Huh. I, it was a great night for the city of Champions, a.k.a. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You saw how to send an icon off the right way. I think 31 fan bases um, looked at that with a little bit of envy. I know this is a 500 team, but by the way, Going 500, there are a lot of cynics in the world. And so we have to, we have to, I, I'm talking about people on the banks of the three rivers who call themselves Steelers fans who are saying, this is what we're celebrating, Yins, is mediocrity. This is what we is. Not, you don't have to celebrate it, but it is an achievement to not have a losing sure. season in the league of parity, the NFL, to not have a losing season now. For 18 straight years, that's a remarkable feat for Mike Tomlin, Pretty for great. Ben Roethlisberger, for Kevin Colbert, for the organization. It's not everything. I would rather have another Lombardi than uh, than have this streak, but it is noteworthy. And uh, 18 years, it's not just about the QB, you see. A lot of people talk about the cynics out there. A lot of people bringing up <clears throat> a decade plus ago with Roethlisberger, and maybe rightly so, and he's an imperfect hero and all that sort of thing. but. Ultimately, it's more about us, isn't it? Than than it is about the individual. You always hear the us who the three of us for right I now. I just mean it you, feel like it's about the three of us. You hear, yeah. player, you hear you hear players every time say these are the best fans in the world. Every player on any team oh, says that on. about every fan base. It's about us. It's about our experience yeah. vicariously through these guys, and uh, yeah. been very lucky to get to watch this Steelers team for the last twenty years. Nay, for the entirety of my lifetime. Well, that's nice. And my son, who, you know, inexplicably, we named him Romo after my favorite quarterback of all time. He chose to pick the Steelers as a team he follows mainly because he loves Heinz ketchup and they play at Heinz Field. But who cares how it started off? I started off a Cowboys fan under dumb circumstances as well. He's waving his terrible towel with tears in his eyes at the end of the game. And he says to me, he's like, he said, dad, he says he's the only quarterback I grew up watching. And I was like, all right, I don't even know what to say to that. I really don't know right. anymore. But that's well said by him, right? Their kid. It is. I mean, it's him. also not true. Now he's watched. I'm sure the other 31 NFL teams play <laughs> and seen their quarterbacks as he was growing up. Well, let's get into that, Mark. Now it's our turn. That was a terrible, terrible game. It was really bad. I mean, we <laughs> have to see. We saw a 300 yard passing game. We did, but it was combined. They were 40 for 84, Ben and Baker for 308 combined. I was looking at it and the, 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 the alternate simulcast, the Mannings and Aaron Rodgers having to watch this terrible QB play. It reminded me of like Gordon Ramsay overseeing the Applebee's kitchen. Like, oh, what? Uh, but they can't really say anything. So. Uh, I don't know. I could talk about this game forever. It was so bad. Martin, right? We have to acknowledge. No, I mean, truly the last couple of Monday night football games have not been great. And it was laughable to see Roger Goodell in, uh, I think it was the second quarter because Uh it was before I saw Dave with the same shirt he has on now. Did you sleep in that shirt? (laughs) Is that right? Shirt there. We did the half. I'm not taking it off until September, Dave. September. There you go. You missed All it. All right, September. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no. So yeah, Goodell was in the uh, on the Manning cast talk. I had to switch to the Manning cast because just football was not going to get it done for me that time. I needed I needed a little bit more uh, some hot yeah. sauce on that broadcast. Mm-hmm. So of course, Roger Goodell was what the was what the answer was there. Uh, but he says uh, they're scheduling these games as division games in week 17 and week 18 to make sure of the competitive balance. 
And all I could think of uh, was necessarily a, a division game, but the Saints in Miami watching Ian Book and the, and the Dolphins. Right. And then watching that game. And then watching, uh, the, I mean, then watching this game right here. It's like the competitive balance. This is what this is what we're striving for. It's the competitive balance of, of this I, right I here. I don't want to belabor. This is what I, we want. Yeah, but I could send you the QBRs of the bottom 18 quarterbacks this week and it'll make you vomit. I, I don't know what the hell happened all of a sudden. <laughs> no one could play the position, but uh, well, we did go on quarterback we saturation. In. You alluded to it at halftime. We went on, we tried to make everyone money and I was just enamored with this one bet that Baker would throw a pick in the second half. He had thrown six in five quarters or five and six quarters. I think it was. And I was like, talk me out of it. Neither of you would talk me out of it. And it was the luckiest bet of my life. I, I made a substantial wager on it. And with 11 seconds, it wasn't even a bad pass. Uh, the ball was like stolen. Who was that, Jack? It stole the ball Trey Norwood, from the receiver. Right. Right there. It was Trey Norwood that took the ball from the receiver. And it counts. I think it was like six seconds left. And then right. Then there was one more kneel down uh, with the Big Ben. By the way, one view, Harris, one, that, one, at least yeah. one viewer of our halftime hit did take your counsel and made some money off of it and celebrated it to me. Okay, so, good. Good for you. That's Sal. it. I just... One person can change their life. I have to commend around. Baker Mayfield for a moment. After I really you have do? to commend Baker Mayfield. I do because after because there and that's and that halftime there was no the only question that I had Sal oh was was he going to throw an interception or was it going to be a fumble mm-hmm. and for him to get sacked the amount of times that he got sacked with T.J. Watt we'll talk about them in just a second but T.J. Watt just dominated yeah dominated uh, 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 the, the the right tackle. It's just, I'm surprised he didn't fumble the ball. So I have to give him credit that he didn't also fumble because that was my thing. I thought the Steelers' defense was going to score because they, he'd get, yeah. they'd get the ball twice. I want to check. I, I wanted, I'm sure you did. Uh, I like, ah, watch should break this record, but he should break it in 17 games. Now, like, as you as you mentioned, he hasn't played a full season. So if you want to run the numbers that way, then it would be you get rid of the asterisk either way, regardless of what he does next week. But were you rooting for further first downs once the – Game was out of reach so that TJ Watt would have a shot at the record. I really thought that's what they were kind of doing. Like, hey, take a take a uh, late hit penalty here. Keep the drive alive so Watt could break the record. I was thinking about it, but also, on the other hand, I was nervous. I mean, for real, what a, what a stinker that would have been for the Browns oh, to punch he, it in. They, yeah. and, and you you tweeted it during the game. You know, people who play Madden have better Ugh. sense of clock management than NFL head coaches. Stefanski blew that one. It's a little in the weeds and I guess we don't have to right. deep dive that, but it was weird that they get the first down then called a timeout and it kind of then, you know, then it met, when you're met, down met, two scores, then they the had to get the line, outside you kick, you keep whereas if they score a touchdown, they yeah. could kick the ball off and try to right. three and out the Steelers in obvious mm-hmm. run situations. That kind of took away that option from them so it's weird and it does so that's a micro decision that yeah. he made but it does call into question the reigning coach of the year for at least another what month until they announce the new coach of the year it's not going to be Kevin yeah. Stefanski this year you know all the is Baker Mayfield a fraud did we get behind the wrong guy you know I don't think Stefanski is is doomed but you do have to kind of scratch your head if you're a Browns fan right I mean it's no, a really I weird think, play call like not a, just this week but I mean for the, like a fox right like a fox you he think did so? it. I think he did it on purpose but well listen solidify we discussed it a little bit last night solidify the fact that Baker's not your guy I know he's playing injured it's terrible no, no one would ever be able to carry on the way he did his offensive line failed him yesterday solidify that though and make sure you get a draft pick. What, as long as his job is safe for next year, why wouldn't he lose this game? Look, Aaron Rodgers said it in in the Manning cast too. And I was watching, thinking like Baker. I have I've long been not a fan of Baker Mayfield in general. Mm-hmm. Just the chip on your shoulder. You were the first overall pick. Get over it. Like have Joe Burrow type of energy, right? Like quite like. But anyway, that's that's neither neither here nor mm-hmm. there. But. Jarvis Landry chipped TJ Watt like four different times during that game. And uh, like, and oftentimes it was just TJ Watt by himself. And if that's not, if I can see it at home, then I don't know. It's just, I don't know what's going on on the (laughs) sideline. If I can see it at home, everybody else talking about the game can see it. Like, Hey, you guys don't want to just do anything to move it over. Like, I don't know. It's, it's some, Michael Lombardi says this all the time. There's some coaches that call plays. There's some coaches that actually know what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. And to me, it just feels like at that point, you're just calling plays because it's like, how do you not see why this isn't working? Well, because Sal is telling you, he's insinuating you without you. saying it out loud. Stefanski, look, Baker Mayfield kind of shot his mouth off. Odell Beckham's dad did the one thing to bake. And um, then Baker, again, that's his problem. You say Joe Burrow energy. They both have chips on their shoulder. One just is better at football than the other guy. Um, right. But, well, but I, I think what – I mean, well, I know what Sal's getting at is Stefanski and the organization after Baker, what was it, two weeks ago, said, like, things aren't right. He, he insinuated that they weren't supporting him enough or whatever, and maybe they're kind of like in a low-grade Antonio Brown kind of reaction, like kind of like, all right, mm-hmm. Bake, you know, we're hanging you out to dry and going to let you get drilled by number 90 over and over and over again, then we're going to part ways with you, and you will be – the uh, sacrificial lamb of, of this supposedly magical season. And we'll start fresh next year. It just makes it. The only question is the only, the only thing I would say about your theory, Sal is, and I I think there's some merit to it actually as a conspiracy theorist, but is I think like, if you're the C, if if you're the Browns, maybe you could get Russell Wilson, but it diminishes the value of Baker Mayfield. Whereas if he looks good, you could say like, well, throw in bake. I mean, he's still got another year. You can troll right. him for a reasonable amount of loot. Um, now it's like, who wants I'm that with guy? You. Maybe they went they, they went too far the other way. I, all I'm saying is, I hear you. in almost any other situation, regardless of who you're starting, maybe outside of the top five quarterbacks, you would at least put Case Keenum in, in the third quarter when you know your quarterback doesn't have it, right? I think, and just at, if it's not Rodgers, if it's not Mahomes, a handful of others, that move is made by 27 coaches, mm-hmm. I think, at least. And they just it just wasn't wasn't in the cards. And you weren't afraid when they were up 12, even when there was a 16 set. Was it 16 seven? Um, yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was a two score game. You, you just knew Baker wasn't coming back and they weren't handing off to Chubb. Did Chubb have 10 hand uh, 10 uh, carries the whole time. That's a good question. He must on. have had 10. But yes, I mean, yeah. uh, right. It makes it, it makes no sense on face. But then again, you know. It's, I can only take the conspiracy theory so far because it's weird yeah, that, I like, know. no, I, I, I do think it's interesting. I, I do, I, I don't think it was play for play conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Let's get, how else can we get Bake really messed up here? Right. But I do think, yeah, you're right. They, they have to leave him on the field. They, you, you put him out there, let him serve as like, this was our limitation fans. And now that's mm-hmm. why we have to move on. It's sort of like, I, th- I think. Mora is going to realize that now. I remember John Mayer and the the Mayer family is going to realize that in New York. Since they said, oh, yeah, Judge is back next year. He's falling on his face and has embarrassed himself in the organization. Now they kind of have to part ways. Like, well, what were we supposed to do? I think Barry and Stefanski now are in the same position. Like, sorry, Browns fans, what did you want us to do? We have to move on from this guy. Well, I think the good news is we're so now used to coaches and GMs and owners lying that it doesn't even really matter, right? Like you talk about September. What's it going to matter this time then? We're going to, all right, yeah, so what? I said that. Who cares? Hey, Martin, to your point, Defensive Player of the Year, we have updated odds on FanDuel. Uh, TJ Watt is now minus 400. Um, it was Watt versus Miles Garrett. Some of my guys had it in the digs and Parsons were up there. But right now it's Watt minus 400, Parsons four to one. Then there's other players, Donald's in there, Diggs and uh, Miles Garrett, 50 to one. So that race is over. I think um, regardless of what happens, that one's not for miles. That one's not for miles. No, no. Fifth place is for miles. This is not to belabor a stupid point, but I feel like Michael Parsons, I know that four to one is not great. And he's not, he shouldn't be defensive player. TJ watch should be, but I Mm. feel like Michael Parsons is getting low end of the stick. I feel like, I know Diggs has a lot of interceptions, but to me, he's the key that made everything kind of turn around in Dallas and make that defense as elite as I think without Michael Parsons, Trayvon Diggs doesn't have all the interceptions that he has. So I just, I, I don't want to say that it should be co-defensive player of the year or anything like that. Cause what TJ Watt has done this year has been absolutely special, yeah. but I, I don't know. Maybe I just want to shout out Michael Parsons for a second. There you go. One, I feel like it should be a steal, but TJ Watt's going to win it. So just he has, it. and I think the whole team and, you know, in a way justifiably. So is now getting really killed about, well, you played bums all year, Cowboys, Washington giants, um, you know, Philadelphia is kind of okay. I saw you say schedule. that on Sunday, like, oh, as it turns out, uh, there's no magic to it. 
Kyler Murray's better than the recent string of bum QBs the Cowboys yeah. have played. But man, that's a head scratcher for me. The Cardinals were heading in the wrong direction. It felt like the Cowboys had finally found themselves and were about to put together this thing of like as we're going into the playoffs, this team's peaking and nobody wants them. And that was a mm-hmm. that was a bum performance. I got to say, I don't know what it is with me, but I don't like talking about my team as much as you like talking about your team. I don't know why. <laughs> it, just, it just gets me nervous and not that my words mean anything, but uh, it is. I mean, I like the Cardinals plus the points. We went over it last week. I don't I didn't think we'd get off the Cowboys to such a slow start, but it's going to be tough. It is now you're playing good quarterbacks the rest of the way. And that makes a difference. You can play defense differently when it's Heineke or Fromm or Gannon or all those guys. Did I say Gannon? What's his name? Glennon? What's the guy with the long neck? Glennon, yeah. Glennon. He should be Gannon. No, well, um, see, yeah. Dave has the, uh, the feeling of every time he has to make sure that people have the Steelers in the appropriate place in the Canada of NFL history. Because what else does Pittsburgh have, you know, that he can really chew on? And oh, uh, don't wow. get me, don't get started, Dave. I know you'll go forever. But just, just, just please, you got to, the Hall of Fame football, th- I got it. That's great. Loaded um, up college football, a mounting force in college football in the ACC. The Pittsburgh Penguins are about to get 71. Uh, Gino Malkin back alongside right, right, the best right, player right, right, of the 21st right, 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 century. Right. What are you talking about? That's, I can talk you about a lot it, of Martin. different things if you want. You did say he'd go on forever. Uh, I do want to say, so now you're, so, but as, as flying high as you are right now, that tie against the Lions complicates things. Not really. It doesn't complicate things. Like, first of all, the Steelers have to win to be alive, and you need the Colts to lose. Mm-hmm. Am I right? And then the other two teams not to tie. We're going to get to that in a second. But how much does that tie against the Lions hurt? How much are you going to think about it? Or is this the swan song? Is it, It's not going to get more Hollywood than, than a 12-point win for Ben, like regardless of what happens on Sunday. Right. I don't know. I just think they, they get smoked in the playoffs at some point. And then that's and that's how Ben ends. That's how you remember Ben. I mean, but you want him to go as far rare, as rare. Rare is our, our images that you could put side by side is clean and, and, and story time. I mean, the picture is worth a thousand words. How about side by side is worth at least two thousand. Then Roethlisberger weeping after losing in Heinz Field to the Browns last January. And then mm-hmm. on Monday night, weeping in Heinz Field after beating the Browns, happy tears. Those side-by-side images are, are, are awful sweet. But no, I, either one, either way, it wouldn't take away a, a, a playoff appearance one more for, um, for Roethlisberger. No, I would love for, for the story to be beat the Browns, beat the Ravens, get into the playoffs. No, that would have been my preference. But as it I'm is, this now. is pretty good. I'm s- I'm surprised the Ravens are such know. a favorite. Four and a half point favorite. Go ahead, Martin. Why? You, you think enough is enough? I'm about to say, I feel like you just might want this made for TV ending that happened on yeah, Monday. Right. I yeah, right. Like you might just want it. Like, I feel like the NFL kind of messed up not having this game be at home. Like, mm-hmm. how does week 18 not be at Heinz Field for Big Ben's potential last home game? Like, that to me seems like a TV layup. Right. But uh, but I don't know. I don't schedule these type of deals. You but should. I I, we should get a side job I, for you, you scheduling know these. Yeah. I will but say, I'll say it, 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 I, I, go I ahead, don't yeah. know. It, I was it, just about to say, like, it. how much better can it get? How much better can it get than what happened last night? I don't know if you want to go, like, I, not even to be silly, but, like, yeah, don't get wouldn't be shocked here, sure. if Ben didn't play. Like, mm-hmm. like if, not to say he wouldn't play, because obviously he's going to play. But, like, the that felt had a feeling of, of serious finality to it. I mean, it's like you said, he's crying as he's walking off. He's walking off with his kids. Like, you, that's about as close as you're going to get to calling your own shot when you're walking off the field. Uh, you know, determine a team record. And so as long as you're winning, if you're not winning a Super Bowl, it's about as good as it's going to get. Well, let me ask you this, Shaq. I mean, I think you answered it already, but in previous years, the season would have been over right now, right? And that would have been Ben's real last game, not just the last game in Heinz Field. So 17-game schedule or 18-game schedule? You want the uh, extra chance at, at more glory. I now listen, I think uh, the extra game is ridiculous. And I think even all th- those of us who love it as much as, uh, as we do, it feels, it feels overly long, doesn't it? It doesn't feel uh, like I don't, I don't feel satiated by an extra week of regular season football. It, it, it don't seem right. We're men of justice after all. I don't love that. And I'm not trying to move on from the Steelers conversation because obviously I'm happy to <laughs> indulge it as long as you guys want to. Um, 
And, you know, I also I will also say there's got to be because there are a lot of cynics out there and I get it. And, you know, but are people allowed to redeem themselves or not? Or only some people allowed redemption in the second act and to bounce back? You know, it is a little pick and choose with like, no one's talking about Roethlisberger's blah, his pack. Like, I think we've covered that, haven't we? And other people are allowed to move on from that. Isn't that him walking off with his family? with his little kids and everything sort sort of a, a story of a person evolved uh, of a man who matured a little bit. And I'm not excusing anything else, but you know, we, we do a lot. Of we don't know. Maybe he takes a, maybe he takes a strap to that kid when the doors Could are closed. Be. I don't Could know be. what goes Could be. on. Either way <laughs> I do. I, I really am uh, excited about like I, you say week 18 here. Let's just get through it here because the way it sets up that the chiefs are going to catch mm-hmm. the chargers. And the Patriots are going to go play the Bills two round threes in the AFC. Ooh, la and la. And by the way, well, I also, want to talk about it. I don't think that's how it'll end up, but go ahead. But well, I do the other thing is in the, in the shorter yeah. term, um, yeah. talk about that week 18. It's all of a sudden very important for those of us at the Extra Points Network. Because if you haven't mm-hmm. been paying attention to the NFL pick them week in, week out, oh, Harry yeah. put what looked like a prohibitive lead. Uh, together with just a fortnight left, all of a sudden, though, damn it, shit, just two back. Look out, Harry. Damn is it, it two back? Just two back you're, now. You're, yep. You're nipping at his hooves right now. Wow, <laughs> that's great. Um, I want to say this about the week 18, which is where we, we started with this. The, the league could really have egg on their face here. I want to go into this here because this is it's not going to happen now because the Colts are this playing the This is my biggest Jags. problem. This whole I'm thing. fine with more regular season games. Yeah. This is my biggest problem right here. Too many planes can make the playoffs. Well, so here's it. It bit them in the ass a little bit that they backloaded all the division games. Like, okay, that's great in theory, except every division is decided uh, besides, the, uh, besides the Patriots, Bills, and they're not playing each other. So this really didn't work out. So now we're getting... You know, now, now they were lucky. They were very fortunate to get Raiders Chargers meaning something. Otherwise, I don't know what you put in that Sunday night spot. I guess Rams 49ers, even though, you know, the a Saints loss could make that, you know, the 49ers don't play. There's so many things. But the one interesting wrinkle I saw, if the Colts lose to the Jaguars, and it ain't happening, but if the Colts lose to the Jaguars, the Raiders and Chargers could tie and both would get in. There would be no incentive. For either of these teams to emerge victorious, they could kneel and kill the clock for 60 minutes plus the overtime session. And what would the league do? Would they be like, oh, my God, what have we done with week 18? We just showed on primetime um, 72 kneels and, uh, and, a, and a tie because both teams and understandably, you don't want to get your players hurt. If you're in the playoffs, that's that's really the goal here. What the what would the league do if they did that? Like what would happen? I don't know. Can I just, can you get fined for that? Could you go ahead? Yeah. I I will, the amount of fury (laughs) that I will have in my soul and in my body. Yeah. Because listen, what's that's a happen? What are you talking about? Four weeks ago. Bet the under right now. You won't have uh, as much fury. No, No, because about five weeks ago, I gave out on this podcast Colts over nine win. Uh, right? Right. So if that happens, then I won't hit that. I had the future of Jacksonville having the worst record in the NFL. If that happens, I won't have that. Mm-hmm. And the Lions are the first pick in a draft without a quarterback because they're going to lose on they're going to lose to uh, the Packers even if it's Jordan Love. Right. So I was, the amount of things, and then on Sunday night, I got to watch a game in which neither team wants to win. <laughs> like, I, I the amount of like, I, yeah, I'm going to be pissed off that the extra week of football. This is what came of it. This I'm going to be. Very, very upset. Well, we don't want you very, upset. Very, very upset. Bet the tie right now as early in the week if you can. Go to Fandle. I think you can bet <laughs> the tie now. You probably get like eight to one odds. But, Sheck, what could they do? Could the the league – well, I, I'll tell you what they could do. They could – the Colts are a 15.5-point favorite against Jacksonville in Jacksonville. They're never letting them lose that game. You 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 thought you saw bad officiating the first 17 weeks? Wait till you see this game. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, if you touch his cleat, you're going to get called for a, uh, unnecessary roughness. Um, but all that aside, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this where it could be where you just need a tie to get in. And why wouldn't I don't that? remember this. Maybe you remember it because you're better at the maths, m- math end of things. In 81, during the baseball strike, I don't even, I can't even do the, how it would have worked out, but I remember them talking to Dick Williams, who was the skipper 
of the Expos at the, the time, Expos. if I remember. Yeah. And for some reason, because it was a split season, that it would have benefited the Expos to lose more than win. And it was, and I forget who the other skipper was. And, and, and the other skipper was like, I would never lay down, just philosophical. Right. And Dick Williams was like, I'll absolutely lose out if that's what we have to do. <laughs> I think that's what would happen here. I could see Brandon Staley. I could see him being like, well, why would we play? Why would, why would we do that? Like the, the analytics, I mean, let's not analytics to just be like, yeah, if we just for, if we both announce a forfeit, yeah. then we're both in. But I, I can't see the Raiders doing that. John Madden's ghost would descend from the heavens and drop onto the field <laughs> and be like, no, 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 boom. You're, you're all going to hell if you do this. We are, the Raiders well, are not allowed to give it up to the Chargers just so you both make the playoffs. Listen, if, if Al Capone's corpse didn't come up from MetLife Stadium and snatch Antonio Brown and give him a shake, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to expect it, but do you think that Goodell puts a call out to Staley and to what is it, Bisaccia, and or, or gets word out to them like, "Hey, no shenanigans. You better try to win this fucking game." Because it a, but lots. I, of- I mean, I, I it is a super funny thing to think about. And it would be funny if they both did just like forfeit. I wish the Colts game was competitive so that this could be an actual conversation. So but you just think they need, so right. it, it, I, I like the idea of like strategizing <laughs> for that game. I, I yeah. you know what, what we're going to do, but if we take a knee every time, we'll wind up in our end zone and getting a safety. And then we have to give the ball and, and there would be, there would be no way the mutually assured destruction of like nuclear war between the Soviet union and the U S that people used to talk about was kind of a comfort this would be the opposite because yeah. you wouldn't be able to trust that the Raiders wouldn't skunk you if you're the Chargers. Well, that would be who's going to take a right? knee. Now you get the ball. Oh, oh there, there, there's a minute and a half left in the fourth quarter. We're both going to the playoffs. Oh, we just threw a touchdown pass. Screw you, Chargers. Of course well, you would. Do that's that. what I. That's what I was thinking would be the perfect. But the other way though, the perfect ending to this Raiders season. They have this agreement, and then with a minute and a half left, the Chargers decide to score in overtime. And then that's that. And that would be perfect for right, Martin. I mean, this, this is his movie uh, type stuff. I mean, it would be, but I would say this if I'm Rich Basaccia, the head, the interim head coach of the Raiders, I absolutely, mm-hmm. there's no way I'm laying down. I'm trying to win this game hand over fist because then I feel like I have a pretty good, you know, I know the head coaching thing is a whole, but I feel like I have a decent, I have a good enough resume as anybody no, else. No, but they both get in with a tie. You don't try to, I'm just saying it's a range, pre-range. I, I, there really is like a move. I think Kevin James plays Josh Jacobs. This could be a great movie. We really could figure this out. It's super um, fun. I'll say this. Yeah. It, it would be hysterical. Yes. let's. I, I do think we should all root for two teams trying to not score the whole game. Yeah, well, I don't want Martin to lose money, but that Col- Colt, if the Colts lose, this is very, very interesting all of a sudden. I don't know. I, I, well, I would if you like don't want to Martin to lose money, Martin should pick up a different line of work. <laughs> I, you know, Martin, but to your time. point, the thing that would make it, the safety net that prevents that from happening, I hope as a, as a deluded football fan is mm-hmm. that it, that, that, Thank goodness it is two division rivals and it's not the, and it's not two random yeah, teams right. head to head. You would hope that, I mean, that would be the end of football forever, right? If, it, if like the Raiders and Chargers oh, were the playoff spot on the line, we're like, yeah, we're both going to lay down for each other. Like that would be, that would be gross and it wouldn't happen. But I bet you the Kansas City Chiefs are thinking, are thinking real long and hard now because I talk with a lot of Chiefs people, including our pal Jeff Schwartz, and he knows. And all Chiefs fans know the one team you don't want to catch in the wild card round, thanks to losing mm. that game to the Bengals on, on Sunday, you don't want round three with the Chargers. The Chargers play as well as anybody. They beat you in Arrowhead once, forced overtime, and really should have won that game in L.A. You don't want round three if you're Mahomes and Andy Reid against that bunch. Well, I think I know what you're saying, and – it's going to work out that they play Saturday, and maybe that is why they move them to Saturday. It's one thing if you sit your starters during a early Sunday slate where there's 11 games, it's not as noticeable. But if that's the standalone game on Saturday before the nightcap with Cowboys-Eagles, you're going to see Mahomes. I know what you're saying. They're going for that two seed because it could be a, it could be a one seed if Tennessee loses, and they've already lost to the Texans. Right. So you got to play to win that game to go to. But there is... There is jockeying. Of, of course, the Chargers are the team they want to meet. Lee, so it would be 
you know, out of the wild card teams, it's potentially, I don't know. They, they can't drop lower than five, the Patriots, right? So you're talking about yeah, they have- chargers, potentially Raiders, uh, you know, Steelers on the outside or the Colts. I think if the Colts, well, wait, if the, the Colts, Colts have nine, it, they, the Colts have, they could pass because the, they have the head to head against the Patriots. So conceivably if new England lost this weekend, right. They could jump them. But the Colts won't that can't be seven, right? They're, they're either out or they're six, I think, or six or better. I think is is the deal. With is the that Colts, right? Right. I think so. Yeah. So you're you are looking at that either Steelers long shot, Ravens long shot, or the winner of the Chargers. Come uh, on, Trevor Lawrence. Chargers, right? Come That'll on, be a fun do one. it, fella. <clears throat> the other jockeying for position, I think, is the Rams. Like you know, we talk about like, oh, I yeah, can't right. wait to bet against this quarterback in the uh, playoffs. I don't see a lot of those. I think they're like six AFC teams that are going to be tough outs. And NFC, I've said this over and over, only only a Packers loss early would surprise me. Um, That said, the Rams get the two seed. They're likely, odds-wise, playing Martin Weiss's Saints. Now, the Saints are favored to get that playoff spot because they're favored against Atlanta by three and a half points. And the Rams are favored a good five or six points over the 49ers, Trey Lance's 49ers, as far as we could see. So, it, I mean, you're you're really salivating if you're uh, Sean McVay at a shot to play Martin Weiss's Saints in the first round. That's the best matchup, I think, a first round, you know, next weekend matchup you could look for if you're a playoff team. Right, Martin? I mean, <laughs> I just know this. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, how many te- he's thrown two interceptions to New Orleans as a thrown two interceptions to any oh, other team on. in the last two that seasons. That was a different season. Uh, that was preseason game five. I'm just, I, yeah. I, I, that's all, I, all I know is the, the, the greatest quarterback of all time went, got shut out on, on, on Sunday Night Football by this by this New Orleans defense. You're I, the I one that know. says this Taysom Hill, what, whatever, Ian Book, who are they going to throw at him? Simeon? The Rams win that oh, game. Oh, man. I, now, no, I got to tell Stafford, you. I, come on. I got to tell Matthew you. Matthew Stafford has thrown three interceptions right. how many times this year? He's, he's Mr. Pick Six. Doesn't seem to matter. He's right down the street in SoFi Stadium. Doesn't pal. seem to matter. I, I don't know. Well, it's if, let's say, the Niners beat the Rams, then who do the Rams catch in the wild card round? Because... You know, well then the, the Rams would I mean, probably arch rival play the, uh, Shanahan, the Cardinals, I guess. Yeah, Shanahan owns McVay, and right. So the Niners should feel good going into this one. You would think, and I also think, like we talked about before the game last week, and Trey Lance didn't set the world on fire. Definitely in the first half, he he got better in the second half last week. But I do think he ultimately gives them a higher ceiling, you know, in the very short term, maybe a young guy, you dupe them into some turnovers or whatever. And that's why they'll likely roll with Jimmy G if they have a choice. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Shanahan owns McVay, the Sh- the Jimmy G Shanahan owns McVay, like Trey Lance against that Rams defense is a difference. So you could throw, all I don't think though, books but, out the you know, the Rams are playing for something specifically, I think is for their own confidence with their uh, superstar QB who they went out of their way to go and get. This is sure. their year. There's a certain amount of supposed to curse is supposed to on these Rams. Like mm-hmm. you, you better do it this year. Cause after this, I don't know what's going to be, you know, is all these guys we trade, we have no picks. It's all about right now. So there's a certain pressure to that. And then, you know, the Niners are showing up with something to play for a playoff spot. And yeah. I don't know where they land in the wild card round if they win it, but I'm with Marty Weiss, man, that defense for the, for the saints, it, because then home field becomes disadvantageous to whoever the saints are going to play. Like that's a, Tough spot. If you have a smothering defense against you there, if you're the Rams and Stafford, it's kind of being a little bit of a pick machine here. Taysom Hill is grinding it out on you, and you now have Alvin nah. Kamara back. That offense is different than what it was a month ago. I The Saints are a little – No, offense is terrible. What's that? That's, I have to disagree on that one point. That offense is terrible. They're going to win, they win this game. It'll be on the defensive side of the ball and with Brett Meyer kicking field goals. But you're right. Sean Payton is not Jai. You don't typically have the reps on your side in that Saints-Rams uh, matchup. Either, <laughs> so. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I hey, love this talking might, this about might be the year. This might be the year. I love it. Hey, this is a year. FanDuel is letting you stay on top of the action, giving you a $10 bonus when you place $20 in same-game parlay bets. Bet on a single game or spread your bets 
out across multiple matchups. Up to you. As long as you bet 20 bucks in same game parlays during the same week of NFL action, you're getting a $10 bonus. Same game parlays. All right, Martin, give us the same game parlay for Saints uh, Falcons. What do you like? Uh, Taysom Hill to score a touchdown? Um, I no. don't know. No? You, you hate know? Taysom uh, Hill uh, so much. <laughs> Who's your quarterback next year, do you think? Russ? Jameis Winston. Jameis. Okay. Probably Jameis off the ACL. Mm-hmm. James will be better. Be It'll be an upgrade. All right. We'll see uh, we can't I'll even, say go ahead. anytime. Yeah. I mean, so let's go. Alvin Kamara, anytime, touchdown. Saints money let's line. Let's go. So I'll take Saints money line mm-hmm. and Taysom Hill under passing yards. Oh, wow. How's that going to happen? All right. Fast payouts, easy to use, safe and secure. America's number one sports book. Lock in some winners today. Enjoy a $10 bonus on FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, sign up today with promo code extra points. Also receive a risk-free bet. Up to a thousand dollars. That's promo code extra points, so that we they know, so they know we sent you. That's how that works exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. All right, let's talk money um, line. You're taking the Saints on the money line. The Falcons aren't playing for nothing, friend. They better beat that team by not me. Uh, this I'm is saying, Martin. Martin I'm trying Rice. to help Martin. It's weird. Yeah. So ugh, well, Saints defense, look out! Like you're <laughs> on the money line against the Falcons, playing for zero. It's crazy. Come on. It was right. part of it was Dave. If you missed it, it was part of what Fandle has a same game part leg. So it was one leg <laughs> right, but of multiple little, things that I expect to have a little more value. So it, that, that's with the points. So, uh, so there you the go. points. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about crazy, and I think we could probably only discuss crazy and Antonio Brown the same sentence for a couple more days before um, he's clinically diagnosed or he <laughs> does something um, criminally irresponsible, and then it's not funny anymore. Um, boy, uh, we saw what happened at MetLife. He ran out there. He took his pads off. Do we even know what happened? He was told to, he thinks he was told to stay out of the game because of the injury and that set him off. And we saw the footage of Mike Evans trying to talk him down. It didn't matter. Took his Jersey off, took his pads off, threw his shirt into the crowd and ran. I didn't see the evidence of the uh, security guards trying to get him. Although I heard story. I feel like I've watched like 15 times. I didn't see one security guard step towards him, but um, how about would anyone pick him up at this point? If, if Brady cries after this week, we got to give him another chance. Is there a chance? I know Arian said he's done. He's not a buck, but they haven't as of this morning. They haven't officially cut him yet. Is there a chance we see oh. him play football? I love how Bruce Arians is saying he's not a buck and haven't officially cut him. Antonio Brown officially said he was no longer a buck. With about seven minutes left in the third quarter right, last Sunday, coach. Yeah, but Sal, if I if I you know double flip you double birds and say f off and yeah. throw my shirt off and just walk off, I'm not filing a letter of resignation. I I just did. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I actually I think this is Antonio Brown's last straw. Hmm. But if nothing else, because it was on the field, which sounds so terrible. But I feel like if it's just in a news report, people can read that and file that away. And, oh, look, Antonio Brown's a crazy slash bad dude category. Yeah. But now this is a meme and it's everywhere and it happened on the field in that way. I just have I, – I just can't imagine that it happened. I, the NFL does not like to be shown up in that way. I, I couldn't imagine, imagine the last three incidents. That's I mean, exactly he, right. He, he had a fake vax card. He got to play. He had this. He's a. I mean, I. I the the Hollywood ending is he ends up with the Raiders this year at the end. Like he gets back, he de-ices <laughs> his feet, and leads the Raiders to the playoffs. I think that's it. But check, is there any chance of us seeing him again with the Raiders? This year or I any? expect him to run out in the white uh, jersey playing for uh, the black and gold in uh, Charm oh, City on wow. Sunday. That's how it is. No. Um, yeah, I, I, I got to say, I, I mentioned it earlier where Roethlisberger is concerned, and, and it applies here. The weird double standard of how different people are treated differently. Somehow, Tom Brady comes out of this smelling like a rose, and so does Bruce Arians. You're the ones who ignored the not one, not two, but three blowups he had in advance of this. And then you bring him back. Forget about the the Raiders and the embarrassment with the Patriots and the Steelers, which which, he willfully blew up needlessly to start this whole mess. Then he lands in Tampa, wins a Super Bowl. Then the fake Vax card and and jump to him shirtless doing a, 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 you know, his dance routine, his topless routine. 
And Brady in the locker room, I mean, in the post game is like, hey, we wish him all the best. And like, see, Brady, what a great guy he is. Yeah, you made this happen, Brady. You're the only guy who could have gotten away with a guy trying to sell fake Vax cards and being like, I got his back. Like, no, you're a bad guy. You're an ally. You're, 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 you're you've aided and abetted a felony. Like, wait, 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 like Listen, Brady's a good guy now because he stuck his neck out for a bum. Come on. He wants to win. Right. Oh, It'd it, it, oh, be different okay, if Antonio Brown was bad. No, but no, but if he was a bad player, Brady did the math in his head. Like shit. I don't think we're going back to a Super Bowl If Antonio Brown is off this roster, that's it. That's all it comes down to. It doesn't matter. The rest didn't matter for him. It's the same thing that Bill Belichick has gotten a pass for for the longest time of taking guys who have been cut from like, because they did something wrong and he'll, you know, take them and be like, oh, but you know what? That's okay. And then if if it doesn't work out, they just cut them again Mm -hmm. from the Patriots and they just go on about their lives. And, but it's like, if they win, he's like, oh, but, but, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, he's he's really got to figure it out and just just different cultures. Like, you know, like football, some type of psychology, some place for like psychology of the mind. I've said it before. I can't imagine that. I, I think Marty's right. I've said it before and I'll say it again too, to, um, to, enhance the point is the, the the 21st century Patriots are the seventies Raiders that all that, all the, all, all the swooning that we do like about like Al Davis and John Madden and those Raiders. So what they would do is they would take your rejects like Jim Plunkett and transform them and Ted Hendricks and whoever else and Lyle Alzado and blah, blah, blah. And we swoon over that. And the Patriots did it. And I think, as somebody like your, your pal, James Harrison for the Steelers, like was like, I don't want to be in Pittsburgh anymore. And so Tomlin's like, well, we don't want hostages. We want volunteers and you release them. And then he goes to the Patriots and wins the Super Bowl or plays right. in the Super Bowl, whatever happened. Um, I think the cutthroat it's, it, it sucks, but the bucks are doing it right. Like not only is he not playing for us, he's not playing for any of you either. They shouldn't release him. That's, that's the cutthroat way you do things. I guess that's a, a smart move on their part. Yeah, I uh, I don't think we've seen the last of him. Really? I will say you Shaq. Don't. I, I know. Yeah, no, I think he'll be back. And also, uh, I know you want to be like, oh, see, it wasn't Big Ben's fault after all. This is a different, but this is a different guy. You look at interviews like from four years ago to what's going on now. He wasn't this out of his mind at all. I'm sure he was a problem in the in the locker room that we didn't know about. But this is just a uh, six levels removed from his days at the playing for the Steelers. No. Don't you agree? No, well, not course, at all. On. No, we I would mean, have heard about something, something a little bit interesting. Are you crazy? Uh, he what, went, what compares to what's going on? He here? turned on his cell phone and started broadcasting from the Steelers locker room while Mike Tomlin was doing his post-game conversation with the team. He blew, up at, he blew up at Roethlisberger ostensibly because a ball got thrown at his feet or whatever. But in fact, he was mad that he wasn't the team MVP. That's why he blew up the Pittsburgh Steelers of 2018. He's he's long been a cuckoo bird. And again, yeah, I'm not trying to I, have I it have both to ways. Say. You know, you embrace the guys on your team if you're a fan, because as I say all the time, it is the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man meme, but times 32. Everybody, if you're a fan of teams, you guys, you got some some guys that are dicey in, in terms of behavior. Mm. Antonio Brown, though, straight up. I mean, the bottom line is why I don't think he'll be back, Sal, is because he's proven himself to be undependable. You can do a lot of bad stuff in the real world by the by by legal by the legal standard, but what the NFL won't have is you messing with dependability, and it's why I think there's a contract out there for him that with stipulations and everything else. And uh, if if you last six weeks, that's fine. You you go help our team win four games, but. Um, with the understanding that it's going to be hard for him to make it to the finish line. USFL, get ready to see him in a couple (laughs) months. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll be, maybe Johnny Football will be throwing Antonio Brown passes. But I don't think it'll be in the NFL. But but no, Dave has been consistent about this because we used to argue about Antonio Brown on our former football programs that he and I did together. It was kind of very similar to the Odell argument that we were having earlier in this year. And like was it Jerry Arbach? I gotta say this. I was wrong. A B A B. I think he might have. I think he might have needed to, uh, to talk to somebody. I don't know if it's all Ben Roethlisberger's fault, and in Pittsburgh. And no, Le'Veon Bell as well may have may have caused some issues there. But to me, again, Mike Tomlin is just 
It all ties together. That's right. It all ties together. That's not what this is about. Levy and Bell's issue was he didn't like the usage. (laughs) But you see, is this whole like I I mean, this is why it's either a two-minute conversation or a or a two-day conversation with Damashek on the Steelers. Levy and Bell's thing was, as you see with Mike Tomlin and Najee Harris, like, well, you can't use a first-round running back. For better or worse, Mike Tomlin is the personification of just run that guy into the ground in his first contract if he's a running back. It's cutthroat, but that's the way Tomlin treats the guys. Levy and Bell didn't like that. He didn't like all that usage. That was one issue. By the way, it also informs why the Steelers had to bring Roethlisberger back because they didn't get the departures of Antonio Brown and Levy and Bell and Troy Palomalu and James Harrison and way back mm. to Terry Bradshaw. This was a make good on their part as an iconic franchise. This is part of the cost of being one of the iconic franchises. You got to send off guys the right way. It is cool that uh, number seven wore only the black and gold for 18 years and no other uniform. So those things do, uh, those things do matter. Um, And I, okay, go ahead. That's fine. No, no, it's just that I want to take a break. (laughs) I want to talk college football (laughs) and I want to see if, I want to see if our, our discussion about Michigan brings it back to the Steelers somehow. It will. I don't know. It I think you could do it. I think we could do it. Well, I'll take a quick break. <laughs> we'll come right back. All right, Martin. Now you're going to get it a little bit because your Wolverines um, did not show up. What about in his the Lions? How many times are going to pick the Lions again for our pup of oh, the yeah. week? Shaq and I hit our pups you know of the what? week, right? But but Michigan. Yeah, Damashek is just salty because I because <laughs> I had that one of that first breakout video where I picked the lines. I said, go and beat first ballot Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger. He didn't play. Mm-hmm. It was Mason didn't Rudolph. Play, and that's why the Steelers didn't lose. That's why you're salty. <laughs> that's why you keep bringing it up. Because if if, uh, if if Roethlisberger had played, they would have lost. But wow. anyway, and the thing, about, the thing about Michigan, let me tell you something, Sal. Yeah, I team went two something. and four last year. This was Jim Harbaugh's funeral season. Two this, and four. He took a big ass pay cut to come yeah. back. That, that was what two and four last year. They only played six or seven oh, games. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it was supposed to be Harbaugh's funeral season. <clears throat> he took a big pay cut to come back. At no point were they expected, really, by by me at least, until maybe 10 days before they played Ohio State. To even compete for the Big Ten title, even though that's exactly where they were. Well, you took them plus the points, so you you expected it. You did. You specifically no, I took, took them plus them because the I'm not a great gambler. So there's a difference <laughs> in that. There's sometimes I bet on. That's what that was. What happened there? Listen. I took it because if it happened, I didn't want to be on the wrong side of. It didn't happen, so I was on the wrong side anyway. They got shellacked by Georgia. Cincinnati barely showed up against Alabama, but I, I'm not going to blame Cincinnati. Because if you put Oklahoma State or Notre Dame or any or Baylor in there, whoever you want to put in there, it's going to be the same result, right? Alabama just crushes teams in the semifinals of this thing. I think the committee got it right. The one thing they could have screwed up is putting, you know, listen to the Martin Weisses of the world and say Michigan should be the one and make Alabama the two and then Georgia the three. And then we would have seen Alabama and Georgia in the semifinal. And one of these shit games we saw last week in the that final. That would have been justice, Sal. I know you like no. the entertainment and I completely get it. What's the best game? I'm, I'm not going to fight you yeah. too hard. I can give us <clears> the best possible game, but we wouldn't know that right now. We would, we would have our two results and you'd be like, yeah, Michigan whip Cincy. I know, but we do know. Now. Like we, you, we wouldn't know that Michigan is overmatched by. Yeah, we would know four minutes into the first quarter that we would know. So what's the difference? But I, can we just agree so that Dave doesn't look stupid for 10 weeks screaming about how Alabama doesn't deserve it to get there, but then bets Alabama in the semifinal game minus 13 and a half, <laughs> which is fine. I get it. It's, it's of course, wonder, but for the foreseeable future, the SEC should have two teams in. No! Until this stops. What, what's wrong yes, with you? Course, because they're deserving. <laughs> they're completely deserving. They kill these teams in the semifinals. Give them plus one and a half losses. If you're a one-loss team in the SEC, I, you're going for the foreseeable future until the shellacking I don't, stop. But I think, but I think the foreseeable future now is changing from what is just in the very recent past with the NIL, like with Caleb Williams going into the transfer portal and all these players. I think that you may really see because I think. There's no reason now why Michigan can't be paying all the money that Alabama is or, or, or USC is 
to get all the top talent that currently does not want to be at yeah, the SEC. But school. also the SEC is right. adding schools like Oklahoma. So what? I mean, they're gonna have like thirty schools, and that in that case, you're gonna be like, all right, maybe please at least admit the top two in the SEC deserve. And if look, if they move it to eight or twelve teams, of course it's gonna pan out anyway. It doesn't matter if you if you rank uh, Georgia twelfth, they're gonna make it to the finals against Alabama. That's just my case. Why, Sheck? Really, for the foreseeable field, what more do you need to see from the SEC? It's the structure of college football that I'm trying to go off of. I can't help it that there are apparently more. And by the way, the SEC, even SEC wonks will concede that it's not like the 2021 SEC was loaded top to bottom. It was top heavy this year. It had happened to have two good teams. I know I keep making the same uh, sports analogies, but was there nobody stood up when the Niners beat the Cowboys or Cowboys beat the Niners in the early nineties, when everybody knew that those were the two best teams in the NFL, when one would beat the other in the NFC title game, nobody would say like, all right, the Chargers are the AFC Super Bowl rep. But well, we know that they're not. Well, come on. We know that the Cowboys but there's, are better. But there's but actual them back structure anyway. there. That's just there's actual there's structure. There's conferences where teams play each other over and over and over, and that's the SEC, and that's why you can't compare it to anything else. If 90% of your schedules is played against this dominant conference, you can't compare it to NFL. You can't compare it to NBA, NCAA uh, basketball. You you just can't do it. That's why it's got to be LSU. It's got to be the SEC teams, the top two. And by the way, it comes down to your analysis. I'll go back to your own words. Oh, the SEC is just faster. That's why Georgia's going to beat Michigan. SEC's faster. That's why they're going to be. If you acknowledge that it's faster and a better conference than one, you can't say out of the other side of your mouth that you can only count it for one team. You it's, just can't do it. It's a four-team playoff. On. It's not like, as you say, it's not a 12-team playoff. So so 50% of the tournament yes. needs to be two teams when one has beaten the – I mean, in their conference championship. In their conference mm-hmm. championship, Alabama beat Georgia. Sorry, Georgia, you're out. You know, so I mean, sorry, Cowboys. I know you're a great team. You lost to the Niners in yeah. the championship game. You don't get to move on. That's how it goes. Sorry, Cincinnati is four touchdowns worse than any other team. Sorry, That's we'll right. put them in. Even though they didn't play, they didn't play nearly the schedule. Nothing else is compatible except for this one thing you're hanging on to that they happen to play regionally in the same conference. But sorry to everything else, and sorry to all football fans because we have to watch another team um, who's marketably lower. In, well, the Packers uh, in are value. in a breezier division, yeah. are, are in it's a breezier division it, than than the Bills and Patriots shit. are. That's do, the way the, the Packers crumbled. The, do the Packers play 12 the games se- in their division or do they play just uh, six? Like they don't play most of their schedule in the NFC North. They play uh, a, a large, you know, more games in the NFC North. They don't play 90% of them though. I mean, Come the on. percentages are a little is a, off. I'm trying to save off, you. You, you screamed for 10 weeks about right. how, how Alabama isn't worthy. And then you, you're taking them. I'm trying to save you here. Forget Alabama, it. Alabama, they, they, they definitely mucked things up pretty good. But this Bama team, these things can be true, that they get better, and most teams get better over the course of college football season, and they already have the decided advantage of having more talent. So when those guys Mm. get better, they're going to exceed, they're going to outstrip the improvement of Vanderbilt over the course of a season, who probably got better a little bit themselves. Um, But they, I mean, they, they barely beat LSU. They barely beat Florida. These are not great football teams that they barely survived against. They're playing with men. I know, but they're playing against men. They have, I saw something. They have 72, the top 72 players in the top 350 overall in college. Come on. What, what do you need to see? Just, just give me that for the foreseeable future until they move this to eight to 12 teams. Let's let the SEC play it out two and the four. I mean, come on. You're not going to, what, what, what kind of results do you need to see in the semifinals? Well, then what are we, what are we doing with conference championship games and all no. that kind of stuff? They're, they're, well, we can get rid of that, Well, we can get rid of that, but there, there has to be, it has to be a little bit weighted here. A little bit, Mark. I mean, I just know this. I just, if I think the NIL changes all of this because we'll beforehand, if you like, cause I mean, dude, if you're, if you're, like uh, Alvin Kamara was on was a, was the fourth running back at Alabama. 
You think he'd still be the fourth running back at Alabama if you could if he are that's then gonna take some time, Tennessee? I think. I think you're right. Eventually that'll take time in three or four years, that'll pan out. But until we until we change from the four playoff team system, I don't know. All right, let's go real quick on the game. It's an early look. Georgia minus three, despite having lost to uh, Alabama in the SEC championship. 52 and a half is the over under. Early on, I'd like a little more time to think about this. I'm going Georgia. I think uh, that was a kitchen sink game for Alabama. They had a win to get in. They know it. I think the Georgia we saw against Michigan shows up, the team that hasn't allowed a 70-yard rusher all year. And Alabama, let's not forget, in the finals, one in four against the spread in the last five in the finals. Semifinals, they do their damage. Obviously, they have enough titles, but they don't typically cover this uh, final game, which would mean they would lose. Martin, which way are you leaning? How many games of those five was Alabama the underdog? No, I know. I know. I'm just saying they're going to come. Okay, as I was about to say, at the, uh, I'm going with Alabama. Nick Saban, 25 and one against former assistants. He lost that one this year. He's not going to lose two this year. He's on, he's going to beat Kirby Smart again. Mm-hmm. And he's got, I mean, I just, and Alabama does not lose to quarterbacks named Stetson Bennett the fourth. Like that—that—that's that's not the type of guy that they lose. To. Sorry. <laughs> All right, what, Shaq. Is, what is a good name? I just uh, for future reference. I, I'm curious. Wow. What's up? I know he kills me with the one in four against the spread stat. Uh, but uh, the, now we're going to base Trevor on Lawrence. <laughs> well, uh, that's a good name, the, Trevor Lawrence. Deshaun, right? Um, Deshaun, right, Shaq, who are you Watson, going with? Cincinnati, like, yeah. UTSA, Wake Forest. Who do you like in this game? I mean, the Cincinnati was in Army the same. Navy? Was in the same. <laughs> The division, Division One A with Alabama, and they went undefeated. You have to put them into the Final Four. Justice was served there. That's fine. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I, I hear you, guy. I, I hear Marty's point. I mean, Nick Saban owns his his former assistants, and that spooks me. As does the evidence we saw two weeks ago when the two teams played each other. I'm going Georgia though on a hunch. I don't love it though. They already beat. They already lost to Alabama. They 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 vacated their claim to being in this uh, championship game, but here it is. And I'll take Georgia to win it in our flawed system. Their claim. Well, they have to beat Michigan by 90. Well, I mean, come on. Give me a break. All right. Shaq, you maybe, maybe you're not good rating football teams, college football teams. You definitely are the best at rating fruit. Although I don't know fruit of the year. It took a lot of heat from your coworkers for the, the envy apple wins again. Right. What is that? Four to sit. People are saying they should not, two apples should not be in contention for the fruit of the year, even though they are in the same conference of fruit. I now, actually, Sal, it's very much like shouldn't the apple conference have kinda, its winner and then the yeah. banana conference and then the grape conference have its winner? Sorry, and then, and we, then you, you can't have the, two yeah. apples in the discussion. Can't do it. I love You're that. Right. Melon conference have its winner. Boy, that's a great <laughs> idea. This Who cares if watermelon hasn't won five years in a row? They deserve to be there. <laughs> That's a, you know what you make a you make a powerhouse point and I'm going to take it under advisement. In the meantime, though, people taking their shots like, no, you got it wrong with the envy. It should have been the blah, the, the this fruit. Listen, go ahead and put your awards together. Um, mm. I have issued the 2021 Shecky Award for Fruit of the Year. It is the Envy Apple. It had a it is in the midst. It continues to be in the midst of a DiMaggio like streak. 26 months or something. It hasn't taken a month off. It's delicious. It's a new standard. It's it's basically like what Tom Brady has done. Like, wait, you can't win Super Bowls when you're 43. It's a new world order. The Envy Apple is like Tom Brady. Like, wait, who knew a fruit could be in season year round for two years plus at this point? But mm. damn it, Shaq. Yeah. If the Envy Apple didn't win the AFC East 20 years in a row, would it have as many Super Bowl rings? Interesting. Mm. What was your choice? What was your, what's your vote, Marty? No, I actually, I, I don't have a, I don't have a beef. I actually had an envy apple three, two or it's three fruit. days ago, and I'm a big yeah. fan. Well, listen, I, I'll I'll not, I have no beef with your fruit of the year pick. <laughs> you dismissed. Uh, I'm you just di- going off the structure. That's you, all it is. You I'm dismissed just my cousin, my cousin you, Jimmy's uh, choice of banana, banana because you said it goes, it goes bad. Um, uh, apples also go bad, and if that's the standard, I think the coconut should win every year. No, banana, you can have a banana for many, has many, a many gross years. texture. That's why it mm-hmm. can't. That's why it's not considered. Um, yeah, bananas are gross, and um, yeah, I don't know what the what your your cousin. I don't know if you should still claim him as your cousin if he's going to yeah. advocate <laughs> for a banana as the best fruit in all the land. Weird choice. Um, 
But by I, the way, Scott Holmes has joined us here. He, he rarely he's not, not usually a, a part, participant here. But Scott, jump on. You have uh, something to say here hmm. about the fruit. Well, I just think it's uh, it's curious that Dave looks like a pineapple and he wouldn't vote for it. That hair. Wow. But the, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> what the hell? I don't even get it. I don't even get it. I'm hair. offended. I think he's talking about the hair, right? Oh, uh, this? Is that what it is? Like heavier in the bottom part right, of that, Scott. and the peaks yeah, up at the top. Look at Scott too. still in the you office. Creep. I love it. This is what it's come to for Damashek. I didn't realize things had gotten this bad for me. That this, that this creep, that this creature right here feels <laughs> like it's it, that that he looks good enough that he can insult my appearance. That's God, right. things are bleak. Oh my God. If things are babyface, Joel Solomon. What? What? Uh, this is like losing at home to the Browns in a playoff game. Again, getting attacked by this, by, by this creep. <laughs> what did you say, babyface, about sales? I know Shaq is not going to care about this. Look, I, I know it's it's not important, but bananas outsold apples in, in yeah, 2020. I don't care. Well, that means nothing <laughs> to me. That, uh, completely irrelevant. Uh, Mariah hey, Carey sells more records than uh, than the music I like. Does it make it better? No. Screw uh, yeah, I think so. All right, Shaq, we're going to end this on a happy note. You could catch Shaq on Minus 3, catch uh, Martin on uh, Lemon Pepper Parlay with TJ Hushmanzada. Oh, he's got to be over the moon, uh, uh, Martin, with this, the Bengals and what they're doing. And through oh, the air, by the way. We are over the moon, Sal. Week four, I had to talk him into the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, we've been cashing. Hope in. you got they the Bengals at plus 270 when I told you to bet them. Hope you took the Titans preseason when I said they were going to be the number one seed at plus 1,700. And Kevin Hench is six for six to this point. And I think if the Saints win in week 18, he'll go seven for seven. With in, in pre-season the preseason uh, team totals. Amazing. Unbelievable. Wow. Yes, for sure. Uh, wait, what was the first one you said? With the, the Bengals the to win the division. Oh, yeah. I was wrong on that. I thought it would come down to the last year. But uh, last week. But it, it really, really came down to I told Schwartz. No, no he laughed and he poo-pooed it all the way. And then even after the game, poo-pooed it. <laughs> I, I can't said, believe I told they you won the Bengals, We're going to give them a game. We're going to shoot it out. They don't blink. There's something about... I don't know how you knew they were going to single cover Jamar Chase on third and 27. All right. I mean, that's what Schwartz said, time. but that's what happened. And the, <laughs> the takeaway is, okay, yeah, they blew it defensively, did the Chiefs. But, yeah. man, how about Burrow? You got to be super jazzed if you're uh, – Like 950 have like, What is it? I don't know how many fans they have, but the, the few that they do must be pretty enthused right now about what they got going there because, man, that guy just got – doesn't, there's just something that comes through the TV with that guy, right? Like he, he just all that talk about like yeah, doesn't. That's what I'm talking about, Dave. Don't, no, that's what I was saying earlier when you were like Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's better at football. No, Burrow's obviously got something different than Baker Mayfield. But to your point about the defense, uh, Steve Bagnolo has coordinated two of the worst defenses in NFL history. I'm shocked Spagnuolo, he couldn't figure yeah. it out. Yeah, like, I I'm sorry too. that I I refuse to believe that like no Kansas City defense not figured out. So well, let's talk I, about, about it. They, they didn't score a touchdown in the second half. That I think was they scored a field goal. Like how did that that how did that happen? I that agree. Well, we I, I I now I know we're wrapping the show, so maybe we'll talk about it mm. uh, in a couple of days here. But um, I mean, a fun discussion is who's more likely, if either, to get to the Super Bowl now. Do you like forty-four-year-old Brady again? running the mm. table in the in the NFC that's top heavy is he going to go to Lambeau again and knock mm. off Rodgers or otherwise and now with the Chiefs in that AFC it's a, something that we keep talking about is like it is way more interesting now with the Chiefs having to play wild card weekend the Titans Lots are good flawed teams. but man they get two home games yikes and Derrick Henry back yeah. I think this will be uh, first of all I think the Bengals could lose I'm predicting a week from two weeks from uh, yesterday they are going to play at home against the Patriots and I think uh, Belichick pulls off so the that's upset. your one and, you think the Browns are going to beat the Bengals in week 18 straight up well I think uh, though after watching that that freaking Browns team I'm not sure they could beat the third string Bengals which I which is probably what's going to happen right um, I don't know. It could be like another 18, 15 game, but I think Burrow's downfall is, I read this, this is interesting. And then we'll sign up. Baker and Burrow have 9% sack rates, which is bad. Uh, quarterbacks play a large role in their sack rate. Uh, 
difference in pass protection. The Browns ranked fourth in pass blocking. The Bengals ranked 30th. Burrow, so the one thing I'll game. say, the one thing about Burrow mm-hmm. that he has to this point not gotten uh, enough credit for is, man, he's elusive back there. He's frustrating if you're, uh, if you're, um, well, that's what he, that says. Jason yeah. Moran, right. he spins out of trouble. He can burn you if you mm-hmm. turn your back on him. He, he makes a lot of, uh, he makes a lot of throws with guys bearing down on him and taking a sure. lick and still making the throw. I, 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 I stand by what I said, Marty Weiss. I think they both, but he and bake have a lot of swagger and chip on the shoulder. I just think Burroughs better at football than bake. you, I just you talk mean, about wanting to avoid a team in the first round. I think the Patriots would be uh, the kryptonite for the Bengals, but we have so much time to talk them, about right? that. Going to be fun. Uh, there you go. Minus three, Dave, Kevin Hench coming up. Uh, you got TJ Hushmanzada and Martin Weiss on Lemon Pepper Parlay. Megan Fun of Sports is on the network. What else? Oh, we got Spaghetti and Jen Piacenti uh, for DFS. Now the fantasy isn't over. I won three leagues, but it's not over apparently. And against all odds, we'll have Jen Piacenti on today if you want to switch over and listen. Then later in the week, we'll go over all the games and that'll do it. And I just want to remind everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 